0: Welcome to Travel Stories by Witty Travels. Hello to everyone listening on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. We are your hosts. I'm Will.
1: And I'm Kati.
0: In today's episode, we're going to share our stories and behind the YouTube scenes from our trip to Tulum, Mexico.
1: We took a proper ADO bus from Valladolid to Mexico, and it was packed. It was also raining.
0: Yeah, Tulum, Mexico to be specific. Sorry. Sorry. I know that we have a lot of uh, Mexico content out there, but yes, this one was packed. um, And we didn't really expect that when we were talking about a large bus. We expected that on some of the 16-seater vans, but um, it's just been weird. It was not consistent at all when we visited Mexico. Um, We had a small 16-seater van for uh, like a two-hour trip. We had a large bus with plenty of room for like a 30-minute trip. Uh, and this one wasn't, uh, too long of a trip. Uh, it wasn't in pitch, uh, darkness like we were in a van, but, um, you know, there was assigned seats, but no one was using them.
1: Yeah. It was kind of crazy. We ended up not sitting together on the bus, Um, there, I ended up sitting next to a kid the whole time and I was trying to do some editing and the kid kept asking me questions about editing and he thought I was making a movie. Um, then we talked about Disneyland. It was actually kind of cute, but regardless, it was crazy packed. And as we're trying to talk and figure out seats, like at one point, like this guy's like reaching over you to try and grab his bag, then there's somebody selling popcorn on the bus before the bus, you know, left the bus station, um, people were listening to music without headphones, it felt kind of chaotic.
0: Yeah, um I know that you got to have some sort of in-flight or in-transit snack, but like for a literally a popcorn vendor to come on to the bus and like for them to wait, like they waited like 30 minutes for everyone to have their choice of popcorn. And yeah, they were listening to probably the top trending TikToks, uh, just with no headphones on at all. So that was pretty interesting and it was raining. Um, and I think we had some flashbacks to some of our early experiences, uh, on some of the transportation while it was raining. Now this guy was a safer driver, but we have had a better experience with dropping off our, um, well, we don't have suitcases, but our bags and having them tucked underneath. But with the rain, it was a little bit more challenging.
1: Yeah. And so for, with this bus, they didn't ticket it like they did when they didn't ticket our luggage like they did when we were coming from the airport. So we just held on our bags and we, we thought we could put them on the overhead. Still couldn't put it there. That's really small. So we just held them in our laps, um, which was fine. We'd rather know where our luggage is, our backpacks are, because that's literally our lifeline right now. That's all our stuff.
0: Yeah, our bags are a lot of things, but waterproof, unfortunately, is not one of them. We do have a day pack uh, that we carry around that is. I'm, the videos show that you can just throw it into water. I don't know if we should try that, but uh, it is possible. But yeah, we didn't want to get our um, bags like soaking wet and certainly didn't want to get them stolen. No. Um, So, but the bus ride was not too bad. Uh, We waited for about 30 minutes to take off. But other than that, uh, in my mind, because of the time change, it was like two hours, but it was really only about one hour. So that Mm -hmm. wasn't uh, too bad. Um, and then when we got there, I think you actually found this restaurant ahead of time that we wanted to go to.
1: Yeah. So as we were walking to our hotel, trying to find, uh, where to go, it was also around lunchtime. So, you know, I was keeping an eye out for where we could eat lunch. Once we dropped off our stuff and we got checked in and the spot we ended up having lunch was at Rincon Poblano, which was about a block away from the bus terminal. And it was super yummy. I I mean, I would say that <laughs> I think the food in Tulum was my favorite part of food out of all our trips. And I know we'll talk about food later, but we ended up eating um at Rincón Poblano. They had um, vegetarian burritos, delicious guacamole. They made their drinks with like fresh fruit. So, you know, you get like a, a, a drink and, and you put the flavoring in it with like a syrup. No, like it was fresh strawberries that they made their drinks and It was a really good restaurant, so.
0: Yeah, uh, it was a good way to, to start off the time uh, there with some really good options and, yes, the fresh drinks. Yeah, sometimes either, it, or if it's actually uh, the fruit, they just get it out of a freezer and dump yeah. it into the blender. And then you have, like, that icy um, kind of watered-down taste, so yeah. that's definitely not great. So I'm glad we didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while we were there, we were able to people watch, which is usually a good thing to kind of see what everyone else is doing. But this one was a little bit uh, alarming. So we are in the middle of, you know, a lot of things going on. Um, So one of the things that we're always on the lookout is kind of how people are treating like the mask policy. Um, And Tulum being more of a touristy place, um, they really didn't want to follow any of those rules. So you have to, uh, once again, uh, wipe off, sanitize the bottom of your shoes. Um, It's not just hand sanitizer available in Mexico. They literally pump it into your hands. You'd have to like wipe it on. Uh, Mm -hmm. your pant leg to get that off and they take your temperature but while you're walking around it's the jungle out there Uh, and a lot of people just were not wearing Mm -hmm. masks uh, definitely not doing as much social distancing uh, as like lead, where we felt a lot more comfortable and a lot more safe
1: especially when we got to the beach area because at that point I think people are like oh you know the restaurants are like you know you're walking on to the rest I'm sorry, you're walking onto, into the restaurants from the beach. And so it was a lot more relaxed there. They weren't following as many rules there. Um, so just to give you guys a heads up, if you are, you know, heading to Tulum or thinking about that, um, just be aware of that.
0: Yeah, so out of all the places, you're not going to be the most comfortable here. If you want to be in an area where everyone's wearing their mask, yeah, at the beach, no one wants mask lines. That's not pretty, <laughs> but uh, it is safer. So... Um, I- Other than that, we also visited the Central Park area in Tulum. Uh, How do we pronounce that?
1: Parque Dos Aguas. So that translates to Park of Two Waters. Yeah
0: um so this is where you can get like a real there's a lot of photo ops or like a tulum sign like it's tomb letters but this is one of our favorite ones where you can get a photo op and we're able to i don't think the first time we went there but i think maybe the second time we're finally able to get our photo op in front of the big uh tulum letters and they're all decorated differently Mm -hmm. um so that was a pretty cool uh place you know it's uh, a place of business and a p- place of normal life so there is an hsbc bank there uh and there is a larger than life maya calendar which by itself is not too bad but what makes this really weird
1: um
0: the birds
1: oh the birds yes, yes. oh gosh how could i forget these birds yeah.
0: <laughs> so i mean i even made a joke in one of our tiktoks that you know it's the birds thought that it was like the end of times, like the Mayan calendar had just come to an end because they were screeching and there was like flocks of them, like it was some, uh, like a remake of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Basically, Yeah,
1: it definitely felt like that. These birds were insane, for sure.
0: Yeah, so uh, none of them pooped on you, which was good this time. Yeah,
1: no, um, definitely got pooped on by a bird in Valladolid, but not in Salem.
0: Yeah, so, and then there's a guy walking around. <laughs>
1: Gotta love those locals. <laughs> yeah,
0: so Gotti's like, are you a local here? And he's like, yeah, and he just basically starts telling us everything we, we don't really want to know. But he starts talking about how there's a magnetic field, and, like, this is a big cover-up. And that's why, you know, the birds are freaking out. Uh, That's why, like, everything's happening. He even said if you go over to, like, one of the poles in the area, uh, that you can feel it, like, vibrating, and it has a very high frequency.
1: Yeah, this guy was crazy. So definitely check out the vlog so you can hear him. Like, we got a clip uh, of him just talking to us. So definitely interesting local. Uh,
0: Another local spot was a coffee shop that we went to. Uh, how do you say say this one?
1: Cafe Hunabku. Yeah, that's I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> they
0: offer free Wi Fi and the Wi Fi information. We didn't go inside; we just stayed on the outside. Uh, that was pinned up to a tree, like a palm tree, so that was cool. Yeah. And we didn't have to like ask what's your Wi Fi information or like log into some sort of portal or anything like that. So that was pretty cool. Um, and. They had a whole food menu, but all we wanted to do was um have some coffee and as they say on their website, every good story starts with a cup of coffee um so they have a, like a saloon cafe drink too, which we didn't try, but I saw that they do have available, which is like a sweet coconut cream with a shot of espresso so if we're ever in the area again, have to check that out.
1: Yeah. And um, we just wanted to like grab the coffee, connect to Wi Fi real fast to I think, upload something and then head on out. And so we wanted our coffee to go. And fun fact, they are at least be aware of this. Also, they charged us extra to be able to take our coffee to go. I think it was like an extra maybe 50 cents um in total or 50 cents per cup. I don't remember but just know, you know, be aware like, okay, You might get charged a little bit extra if you have to take your coffee to go.
0: Yeah, so we don't know if that is like a common thing uh when you take your orders to go i know like if you are dining in america if you have like a party of what like eight people or more they'll put in um like uh, a group tax so that's kind of common but not really sure but one thing that is common in mexico is the whistling of the taxi drivers so as you're walking around, i don't know maybe they're just checking kati out could be anything but um don't yeah. blame them but if you are walking around you hear like the whistle you'll know that like a taxi is coming and that they're vacant and available uh, mm-hmm. to, to kind of pick you up and, and take you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time that we took a taxi, we went out to
1: the Zona Archaeological, well, yeah, z- uh, sorry, I'm like doing Spanglish over here. Zona Archaeological de Tulum.
0: Yes, more commonly known as the Tulum Ruins. Yeah
1: it's a lot easier to say
0: yeah so you take the tech this was interesting because this is the first time we really started taking taxis because usually we had a bus or a van through ado or we try to go with the colectivo, or
1: just walked (laughs) or just
0: walked right so this is our first time really taking taxis but um I think the the deals are pretty good and it was pretty straightforward We weren't going a far distance so we yeah. just decided to take the taxis yeah, time. I think
1: it was like a hundred pesos to go from where we were at our hotel to the ruins which I think maybe was like five miles it wasn't that I mean obviously too long to walk but a, a quick taxi ride over so 10 uh, I'm sorry a hundred pesos is about ten US dollars.
0: Yeah, and then they drop you off right there in the parking lot area. And then from there, it's about a 10 to 15 minute walk, depending on how fast you want to go, uh, from the parking lot to the entrance. And on the way there, you pass a lot of different characters. So there are some people, men and women this time, dressed up as uh, in their Maya warrior attire. And, which is different because when we went to Playa del Carmen, it was just like two guys in the Maya outfit mm-hmm. who took uh, pictures with us. They wanted to take pictures with us. Uh, and then we went to Cenote uh, Zasi. There was two Maya warriors, but there were also men. So men and women, uh, equal rights here in the Maya attire. Uh, and one guy was holding a monkey and one guy was holding an iguana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to get the attention of us and everyone else around, one of the guys, with, I think with the iguana said, you could take a picture with Justin Bieber. So that was funny, right? That's yeah. right up there with the uh, the guy at the um, Chichen Itza saying uh, up for the Jaguar sound, you could scare your friends, you could scare your mother-in-law. So they have a really good way of, of capturing your attention. Mm-hmm. And then the gift shop area there, we even found our patch for the trip. Uh, the patch, or a parada, uh, as they call it, um, for for this trip, this part of Mexico that we got was the Mexican flag, which was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I was excited. I know we got a patch when we went to Tuchinitza because we weren't sure if we were going to find a patch anywhere else. We haven't seen it. Like We didn't see it at Playa del Carmen, and so when we found that one, I was pretty excited.
0: Yeah so we we got dropped off by the taxi we walked our 10 to 15 minutes past uh, all these cast of characters and then it's down like a uh, like a pretty nice road mm-hmm. it's not like the entire time that you're walking in there just like for the entrance part and then the rest of it is just uh you know a road with trees and water on both sides and then you kind of turn around to the right and you go right uh, directly to the beach or to the left, you can turn, and it takes you to uh, the, the entrance gate where you pick up uh, your tickets. So we were able to get our tickets with basically no problems and no issues, but we did make the rookie mistake of filming uh, while we were walking in. Uh, so that and got- And by
1: filming, we just film with our iPhone yep. and a gimbal. So it's not like we had like a big DSLR or a Sony or anything crazy like that. But we did get stopped, and we were told we had to pay an extra fee in order to bring in our gimbal. So we did the right thing, and we turned around, and we paid the extra fee.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the future, obviously, just put it in our backpack. But like this gimbal, I guess, is the coolest thing some people have ever seen. It does really look like a robot or some sort of... Like a
1: robot arm. Like a robot (laughs) arm, right?
0: So like, oh, this is really fancy, but like, it's literally holding a camera. Come on, guys. Um, but yeah, so they stopped us there. We had to go back and basically get a special ticket just for that. Um, but you know, we did it. And like I said, we tried to do the right thing. Like they have a sign that says no drones allowed. And we did the research, uh, to know that you cannot bring in drones, but we didn't think we'd get any hassle or any problems with the camera. But, uh, from then on out, we just made sure we wouldn't be filming with the, the gimbal, um, at any sort of ticket booth, just in case they were up charges for the entry fee. These ruins were special because they're actually waterside, which is really uh, incredible. You know, they have uh, the Mayan ruins and the majestic beaches side by side. I mean, it overlooks a, a gorgeous beach. So I yeah,
1: mean. I can understand why this is. I think they said the third largest viewed ruins in Mexico, mm-hmm. um, and that's definitely why. Because it's you got the ruins. You know, if you're looking, you got the ruins on on one side and the coastline on the other, and absolutely gorgeous
0: yeah and obviously people are going to tulum a lot of the times just party 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 and kind of just as a byproduct and sometimes just to get to the beach that they want to go to they go through the ruins and we get that but you know if you want like history if you want more like Uh, a laid-back approach and vacation then it's a nice uh, you know two-for-one special uh, to have a beach like that and the ruins there too but it's more wide open and it's more spacious than Chichen Itza number one it's amazing because you don't have all the vendors actually when you're walking around I mean really took it away and I don't know if it changed because we just recently went to Chichen Itza I think in 2007 Chichen Itza became uh, one of the seven wonders of the world, so I don't know mm. if that opened a lot of tourism, and they're like, we just trying to make as much money for the local economy as we can, uh mm. but this one is like yeah there's there's merchants, and there's some of those things, but once you're actually in and you once you actually pass a ticket booth paying for your camera too, uh then there's none of that there,
1: yeah, and it definitely felt um not as overwhelming with all those you know extra people yelling at you because they're trying to sell you something. Um, But like you said, it was very wide open. It's a lot smaller. Um, You know, Tutanitsa is huge. We were there for hours. I think we maybe spent like 45 minutes to an hour at this one Um, because it's very small, you know, not a lot to see, but it's still really cool to see for sure.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, whether you're going to wear, like, a big hat or, you know, some folks, they walk around with, like, umbrellas to protect them from the shade, this would be a a good option here. Um, Also, just make sure you've done some, like, stretching or, you know, you've warmed up or you're in some decent shape because, yes, you're in the hot sun. Mm -hmm. uh, You might be dehydrated, especially if you're partying a little bit too much the night before. Um, And there's just a lot of steps.
1: Yeah, there is, for sure. Yeah,
0: so, um, you know, but when you're a world traveler, every day is leg day.
1: For sure.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, we made it through all that. And then there was also some really cool wildlife there as well. Um, I mean, we saw like a turtle. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw like this beautiful, huge butterfly. Uh, And we even saw iguanas, which everyone really seemed to be taken aback by. Um, but we have iguanas in Florida and they're huge. They're basically the size of alligators. I might be a little bit hyperbole there, but they're really big. Uh, but they're like green in Florida because they have to match the grass. Obviously the iguanas can blend in or like chameleons. Uh, and in the ruin, the ruins of Tulum, they're like, gray with like black stripes yeah. to kind of match in with the steps um and uh, but if you've never seen iguanas before it is pretty cool because they're just chilling and it's kind of a game to try to spot them
1: yeah. as you're going
0: around the the ruins there
1: yeah there were a couple iguanas that were just chilling on top of the stone like on the closer uh, on the side closer to the coastline and I'm just like there's some bathing they're just chilling i got some really cool shots so check out our instagram um for some some fun iguanas yeah
0: and we learned that Tulum was originally called Zama, which translates as like the place of the dawning sun. Uh, and that's basically because you're on the water, you're on the you know sunrise um, side of, of the beach. And uh, I, th- I think some people came later and, and renamed it to Tulum. But uh, these ruins also had their own El Castillo, not the one in Chichen Itza, but it just means uh, castle. So they have one of those as a center point here, which the further you back up, uh, you get a better view of it, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. They also have a, like, a human-sized tunnel that you can walk through, and that's called the entrance to the walled city because the whole thing is you know, basically a fort, and it's a, a walled area to protect the Maya people from any sort of invaders. Mm-hmm. They have a house of Halak, they have a house of the columns, and a temple of the wind, which is one of the smaller things that they have there but it's a complete, you know, small house area. And that's Mm -hmm. cliffside. And the cool thing about that is, has openings on each side. So as the wind comes through, that's what the Maya people used to kind of warn them that like the strong winds are coming and even a hurricane's coming. Mm -hmm. So they knew when to kind of escape the city because you're on beach side and, if you've un- ever been unfortunate to live, uh, you know, in the Gulf area or anywhere that there's a hurricane or a tsunami or anything like that, you know, you want to escape as soon as you get the first, yeah. uh, inclination that something bad is going to happen. Uh, and they didn't have the weather channel. Uh, they certainly didn't have the internet. So no. they used this to warn them to escape and go to safety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think they even used it for some sort of religious ceremonies until like extremely recently. I don't have that here in front of me, but, um... It's pretty cool um so as far as hotels there's a lot of different hotels uh do you remember why you picked the hotel is just like the location like a good price for us
1: I think that and um I did want something that looked a little bit different and a little bit more you know local because we had stayed at um you know the Hilton for the first part of our trip and then the hotel in Valladolid I really liked it seemed very authentic and so I think I was just looking for the same thing in Tulum
0: Yeah. So the one that we stayed at was Escape Tulum. It was the name of the hotel. So you walk in and right in front of you, you have this like beautiful pool, like right in like this courtyard area. Mm -hmm. And then the buildings are, you know, behind the pool and then to the side. Um, So they have like a couple of different models. And the one that we stayed in was more of a, um, well, like a cabin or like a Duplex is not the right name, but but like it's kind of like that where you have your own uh, proper house.
1: Yeah, like a little villa type thing, but it seemed, um, you know, it's not like. Americanized it It had it had not that it had like actual straws as your roof but it definitely put like the straw grass kind of on top to make it feel like a hut like a hut like on the beach and um you know you walk in you it was cool because there's like two metal gates to kind of go into just our our space and I felt like oh like this is a lot fancier than what I like it wasn't fancy at all it was like super cheap but um but like we've noticed so far a lot of uh the u.s dollars go a long way in other countries and so you can get something really nice for a lot
0: well probably we're in like a proper hotel like it felt like you're in a hotel this like felt like yeah you're at like a cabin or like a tiki hut or something like that
1: yeah for sure and so you come in and there was a hammock to one side and then there was another like little outdoor couch to the other side like right before you get into uh the room so kind of like a little front porch area and then um it was just like a one bedroom but there was a little living space actually it was more of like a like a studio so you know you had your bathroom in there you had your uh your bed with it had mosquito netting on it and I'm like oh gosh I hope like there's no mosquitoes coming through (laughs) at night um no but we were good and a little couch area and then a little kitchenette area I mean, not really kitchenette. It was just a little fridge that um, that was in the room as well. And the walls of this room were like cement. Um, so that was really cool. And I'm sure during the summer that's very helpful because that probably keeps the room a lot cooler. And the bathroom was really nice. Um... We did have some issues with the water overflowing, not overflowing, but like spilling out into the rest of the bathroom, because it was a shower, really great shower head. And also, now that I think about it, the water, was salty, like the water that you showered in was salty. So I'm, I'm sure they're just piping up water from, you know, from the ground, which you're right by the beach. So it was definitely salty water. So like I would shower and I'm like, I still feel sticky or dry or whatever. Um, and then um, we had like double doors inside the room that I opened up and it went to like outside, but not really, because there was just a big tree stump right there. Not a stump, but like a full tree and the few days that we were in um in Tulum, it was like on and off rain, so there was a lot of humidity and I really wish we had like I wish it wasn't, you know, as patches of rain that we experienced because it would have been really cool to like hang out outside in the front porch or to even leave those double doors on the inside of our room like open to kind of let the fresh air in um so it was definitely a good spot and if we go back like I would probably end up staying there again to kind of try and get that vibe again um but Um, yeah, if you need a good space, that that was awesome. I know they also had bikes to rent, um, right there on the property. They had an ATM right there on the property as well. Um, so yeah, it was, I liked the hotel. It was really good.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the ATM, it was weird because you know, you're in a touristy place. I know it's not a word, but touristy place, uh, because the ATM would only spit out like American dollars, right? (laughs) So while we're at the, like the bus terminal, yes, they have separate ATMs for American dollars and for um you know for for mexican pesos but this one just had american dollars so they know like only americans i guess are are going to be uh, yeah. staying there so uh, but that was okay yeah besides like i think the water would like turn on in the middle of the night uh, i don't really know what's going yeah, on yeah i do remember that
1: uh but yeah
0: you could definitely tell it was salt water because it'd be like a pool water once it dried up a little bit then you'd have like all that salt residue i did
1: yep i remember that too <laughs>
0: so i don't know but it was it was a cool look and feel um but yeah, the salt water was was not so best. Um, the cool thing about T- uh, Escape Tulum was it was on the, a road called uh, Avenue Kugukan, which hopefully we're getting better at saying. But that intersects with one of the main roads that you come into Tulum, uh, Road Three Hundred Seven. So it was a good location, like you said. Um, but you know, it was certainly under construction right so even the building next to us i think was
1: yeah they away. were i think they had just added a portion they had probably just bought a little bit more of property and so they were i think uh it looked like they were actually building like a little restaurant to attach to the hotel um but once again, here we are stuck with construction. Like, I don't know if construction just gravitates towards us or we gravitate towards it when we're um, traveling. I think it's because we're trendsetters.
0: <laughs> like, we go there and everyone wants to build things around us.
1: Yeah, that's sure. We'll go with that. Um, but, yeah, so the road that we were on um, kind of was, like, in progress, in making. How would you? Yeah, like
0: yeah. I mean, okay, so you know that we love you know, hidden gems, um, you know, Key West and anywhere else. And, you know, like at least me specifically, I love dessert, right? So we wanted to combine those two passions together into one fun journey. So we took the journey down Avenue Kuku uh, away from 307 though, uh, past our hotel. Um, and yeah, that quickly turned into uh, a complete dirt, dirt road. Um, but there was also, it was actually really cool vibe too and this is probably one of my favorite parts um as we're walking down there, like, there was merchants on on like just the left side of the road at, you know we're going south uh, and there was like houses and there were some tours and on uh, the right side of the road you could see there was some like construction they're building some other resorts but it was like just really cool like a mostly away from people there wasn't a lot of cars coming by even though it was a, you know a dirt road uh and it was like an interesting uh walk to go on i i think that um, it was very interesting, but I also got distracted and lost my turn as this seems to be happening a lot in Mexico, <laughs> um, because I saw like an, a couple on ATV coming off of this road and the road I was looking for, I thought it would have been like, you know, a main road or like at least a paved road. But, um, you know, as I looked down at my GPS, like, nope, we passed it by a little bit. So we went back and then turned on that road. Um, and that was a problem. So it turned out to be like a dirt road well i mean like a mud road but well okay the best the best description was like a road almost completely submerged in water like
1: yeah, yeah. it was there's like cuz again it had been raining on and off and so think of a dirt road after rain so a complete mess and at that point we had switched into flip flops which was a mess also um so by the time we kind of got through this road that Cars were driving through, and little moped, you know, little mopeds and bicycle people were going through. And you can tell all the people that are going in and out of that road are people that are either going to work or getting off work. And by work, I mean like construction. So there's definitely a lot of construction going on in this area.
0: Yeah, and there's even like yeah, you know, large size trucks that were trying to to go down this road. And They weren't faring much better than we were doing, right? So I mean, we had to drive from like we had to jump from dry dirt to concrete right like from patch to patch kind of like a a frog is like jumping from like lily pad to lily pad (laughs) to try to make it uh down this road um but i think we're all in the the same thing together the the key was just to not get uh splashed Mm -hmm. with like dirt or mud and get completely soaked in that uh before we reached our destination I mean, at the end of... Okay, so we finally get to the end of this road, and it's finally paved, finally returned to to civilization, and the first thing that we go through is, like, a pretty modern development. Like, it seems like Mm -hmm. something you'd find in, like, Florida with, you know, houses built, you know, vertically instead of, like, horizontally. Uh, Probably had an elevator, who knows? (laughs) Um, So this section of Tulum is definitely on the uptick, so um you know they had a lot of hip shops not a whole bunch of things but some hip shops mm-hmm. um some trendy type restaurants they had like uh a, a, a pitted date, which is like a vi- uh, vegan restaurant and a chaka bar which is supposed to have like really good pizza Um, but our destination was safari campfire zama so what did you think about this restaurant overall
1: yeah it was very trendy um, and I, like I, when, once we got to this location, I did feel like we were in Fort Lauderdale or Miami or something like that, um, but it was good. We ended up just grabbing a couple tacos because um, I think we had eaten a little bit before that so we weren't too hungry, but we made this journey so we had to try something. Um, we ended up getting two tacos. One was fried fish and one was grilled fish and the grilled fish was wrapped in a beet tortilla which is really good we also got yuca truffle fries which um were really good and the dessert that was like the reason we came to this um restaurant
0: yeah so the main event uh was also the main attraction here right so the last thing that got was the tamal cacao which was worth all the dangers that it put us through and kind of the whole obstacle course that we had to get to mm-hmm. go through To get to uh safari so this is like a warm dark chocolate pastry it has a mild uh peppers for like a little zest and it has roasted pumpkin seeds on top which gives it more flavor and more of a crunch and all of this yumminess is cooked inside of a banana leaf um so it was it was absolutely delicious yes and the with the Fried fish tacos, the grilled tacos, I think they call a la plancha, which is fun for me to say. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was really, really cool. So there's two actual locations for this restaurant chain. There's the one that we went to, and then there's the original one. The original one, actually, everything they, they cook inside is inside of a 1971 Airstream. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this whole essence is like campfire-type uh, food. So we even ate on, like, a picnic Bench, basically, they bring mm-hmm. it out, like, with the banana leaves, um, and it's a whole wonderful experience. Uh, if you have a car, it won't be as dangerous to get there mm-hmm. as walking on, on foot, but uh, definitely recommend uh, Safari Campfire Zama.
1: Yeah, and like we said, t- the food in Tulum has... By far been our favorite in Mexico, and I would fly back to Mexico for this dessert, like hands down. <laughs> the whole restaurant, yeah.
0: The, the whole meal was delicious, the fries, the tacos, and the dessert. And there's plenty more uh, there that we could try the next time as well. So one of the things that we want to do when we're traveling around, we don't have a data plan. We're going to see how long that could last us in our journeys, but we want to download the local map from Google Maps, and that gives you the whole general area. So something else close to this restaurant that we saw was a quote-unquote mall, (laughs) Uh, but it wasn't really a mall. Uh, I mean, what what was this place like that we walked around?
1: It was... Maybe being built into a mall or a shopping plaza of some sort. Um, There were definitely some more apartments being built in that area. There was um, office spaces that were empty, like to be about to be rented out, Um, a couple more restaurants and uh, a couple more shops. But yeah, it was all kind of empty a couple people walking around probably the people that live right there in those apartment complexes but yeah this area is definitely like we said uh on the uh up and up like in the making so
0: yeah we even saw this uh we saw a fresh market like oh cool we can go to, like grocery store or whatever but it wasn't like the chain fresh market it was just a fresh market A market with fresh food yeah. so we just stopped in there <laughs> yeah they had some warm food uh some uh fruits and vegetables um so it was was a cool little place but yeah maybe in a couple years time when everything else is finished because it did seem like there was one restaurant where some people were eating outdoors with like some cool music um but yeah we definitely have to come back in a few years to check out uh, everything once it's fully uh, developed in this part of tulum
1: yeah that will be cool to see like oh my gosh we were here when it first started like being built and then no, it's built. Well, not now, but then. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we knew the road that we took on was a problem in the daytime. So we wanted to make sure that we headed back before nightfall came and we'd be swimming back, basically. So as the sun started to set, we made our way back to the hotel, uh, made it safely, thank goodness. Um, and that was that night. And then the next day, uh, hopefully you guys are not eating, or you are eating, so you're not starving right now. But the next day, we found another good food spot. Like we said, we went to a lot of different places in Mexico, but Tulum was definitely our favorite. So uh, we really enjoyed eating marlin, and I didn't know that was really a thing, uh, until we went to the Hilton Plateau Karma where Carmen, where we had um, the marlin tostadas, and we had marble Panadas or something like that there too. Yeah, I
1: think so. we had
0: that there. Uh, that was at the Palacanos restaurant at the Hilton, uh, and then we found another restaurant with uh, Marlin there. Uh, that was called what was that called? That was called uh, Sabor de Mar. I oh, think.
1: here I thought you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant at the Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, uh, sabor de Mar. Yeah. yeah. So you did a good job. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there they had some Marlin options. I think they had like a lot of different things, but we just wanted to yeah. get like one one of each, right? So, well, not one of each because we learned our lesson other places getting too much food. But Mm -hmm. uh, there we had Marlin Burritos and Marlin Tacos. Um, And then there was also Burrito Amor, the love of burritos, right? Um, So what do we have uh, there?
1: Yeah, so at the um, Burrito Amor, we had gone for breakfast one day and we got a vegetarian burrito and a vegan burrito. So I got the vegan burrito and actually had cactus um, in it as the protein. And I tried cactus a while back ago, I think here in the States, and uh, I really liked it. So anytime I see it, I'm like, oh, I want it. Um, So I got that and you got the vegetarian one, which um just had veggies and i think eggs Mm -hmm. um but these burritos were wrapped in the plantain leaves so that was super cool it was definitely a presentation of their food and um it was really good we also got two iced coffees Mm -hmm. um one with uh coconut milk and one with regular milk and they were really good um, oh there was also a guy playing guitar outside while we were eating breakfast and the whole the whole thing cost uh, fifteen dollars and that included tip so that was uh, like a full, you know, burrito, uh, burrito and a ice, you know, iced coffee or, you know, one for each of us. And it, again, this spot felt very like trendy. And I think most of Chulum feels like a little bit modern, trendy. Um, and so doing something like that here in America, like the burrito alone would have cost $15. Um, so it was a good, a good spot for sure.
0: Yeah, so if you've seen our New Orleans video, you know that we really like Cafe Envy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and very similar meal. Yeah, definitely double the price, like thirty something dollars yeah. for two breakfast burritos and, and two coffees. I could get they have chicory in it, which is good, but I don't know if it's twice twice the amount good. Um, so yeah, a really good deal there. And we tried to do more like authentic things, uh, and because and we thought like the more authentic food would be like spicy, have all this flavoring. And it really, unfortunately, didn't. Um,
1: I don't know. I mean, I think... So, I'm saying this now. Like, we're actually processing this now. I think the... The authentic, like, food in Valladolid, like we thought would have been, like, amazing, their stuff was just not that flavorful. And I don't know, um, and not that spicy either. And right. I don't know if it's because, you know, we had vegan options and vegetarian options, because um, a lot of flavor does come from meat. Yeah. But then we go to Tulum, and they have all the vegetarian and vegan options, Um and it was all... Tasting great. So, I don't know if it was just a viololid thing where they just don't use as many spices. Um, but again, Tulum was our favorite spot for food. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. In um, our final day, we made it to the world-famous Tulum Beaches. Uh, we took a taxi again and were dropped off on the Tulum Beach uh, strip. So this is cool because it was just road and nature. And this is what many beaches would look like. So, you know, we're from South Florida, so you can't drive along the beach and even see the water, right? There's nothing but, like, constructi- uh, construction and, like, condos and high-rises. Mm-hmm. So... It's cool just like the the trees are still intact. They didn't knock down all the trees to build all this stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just because they don't support the weight or whatever. But for whatever reason, it's really nice. Like it's just a road you're walking down and you kind of just go through the trees like an opening in in the forest area and you make it uh, to the beach. So this is, I think, how uh, a beach should look. And then once you're through the trees to the beach, it's absolutely uh, gorgeous.
1: It's stunning. The water is blue crystal like it's that aqua blue amazing um we you know we walked around a little bit we took the gopro out played around with that um got into the water for a little bit very refreshing we even found like a little boat kind of like like a small little like boat kind of washed up on shore um along with all the other boats that are being anchored out there um a lot of these boats were like boat tours over to see the archeological site from the water side, which is cool. We ended up not doing that, but that I'm sure would be a beautiful site to see for sure.
0: Yeah. And at the Northern end of the beach is the ruins, right? Mm -hmm. So we saw the beach from the ruins, like up top on the cliff, um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, just went up and saw the ruins up from uh, the beach area. So it's all together right there, yeah. uh, you know, which makes it Tulum a great uh, spot, no matter what you're looking for in, in your vacation. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back, we stopped at one of the restaurants off, off of this uh, trail, like between the trees and uh, the beach and that was called Cinco Tulum. Uh, we had a really good time there.
1: Yeah, that was fun. I mean, we're not much for party, 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 but we did wanna like try and find a couple good like drinks to, to drink on the water and get, we still had not gotten a drink out of a coconut yet, so we were looking for that. So as we're walking to kind of like look for a spot, they had a happy hour, so we're like, "Hey, let's go on in." And we're walking in, and and we see these tents to the left of us, and we're like, "Tents!" I thought this was a restaurant. Like, what's going on? But we see like a little bar area, so we walk over, got a spot. Um, Eddie, our waiter, was awesome. He yeah. is like our new best friend. Um, but he was telling us like, "Hey, we have a, a three for one deal," and we were trying to. Understand the deal and then we're like I don't think we can drink that much and he's like listen just give me the last drink like I'll (laughs) drink it for you um so he was a trip he was so much fun and then he told us that that spot the Cinco Tulum is actually like a, a glamping spot and so if you want you could you know glamp uh there and then they had this restaurant um this restaurant bar area kind of attached to that Um, but yeah, it's right on the water and, um, it was just, vibes were fun. It was very like just chill beach. Mm -hmm. There was like a little pop-up, uh, clothing shop that was going on and they were doing, um, some like modeling shoots. So we were kind of watching them. There ended up being some music being out on the, played on the water. So we're watching that. It was just, it was, it was a really great, uh, just little beach vibe spot for sure.
0: Yeah totally recommend it and yeah we'll have to come back and, and do some glamping there so i think it's like uh like 120 dollars for a night you get like a tent and it has a king size bed and then for like a 20 dollar upcharge, uh you can even get like air conditioning in this thing so uh looked like a pretty cool experience and obviously you wake up and you walk out right to the beach
1: right yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so uh i think that would be definitely worth a shot uh, the next time that we're there and the
1: maybe beach. eddie will be there too we can hang out with our new best friend exactly exactly
0: <laughs> So at night, on our last day in Tulum, we went to Palma Central. So this is right off of Avenue Cucucan, and it was the opposite direction of Escape Tulum, right? So we kind of went south uh, to the safari area, and then um, you go a little bit north, like a couple blocks, and there's that main 307 road. And then you go past that, and then there's this area. And this area has tons of, like, food trucks and, like, a large area to sit and eat. I and mean, what did you think about that area? Yeah,
1: again, another hidden gem, another, like, thing that, you know, people don't really know. Like, everybody goes down to the, you know, the, the restaurants on the beach and stuff. Um, but this was another cool spot, and... Um, there were again, like, yeah, just a bunch of little food trucks. So we wanted to try like different things. So we made sure not to get a bunch of food. But the first food truck we tried was an Arepa and it was really good. It it's was like a like,
0: chaya, right?
1: And yeah, it, had made, it was made out of the chaya, which is the the Mexican kind of like spinach leaf, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it was uh, it was really good. It was filled with uh, kind of like a caprese, so tomatoes and mozzarella. Um, so that was fantastic. I think we got some vegetarian tacos um, and a little dessert, but that was fun. Oh, and there was a guy like walking around burning incense, um. uh, bistro lights, picnic tables. So another like just chill. Um, Mexico kind of vibe.
0: Yeah, there was no, um, you know, there was no uh, body performing, but there was a stage there so they could perform mm. like uh, music or arts or anything like that. Um, but yeah, really glad that we found it. and all, basically off of the same uh, road, which is really impressive. Yeah. So there's a lot going on there. Um, and then sadly, you know, the next morning, uh, you know, we headed out of Tulum, uh, we took an ADO bus, uh, back from Tulum to Cancun International Airport. I think the cost was like 276 pesos, uh, per person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that basically colluded, um, uh, you know, finalized our, our, t- our Tulum trip. So, I mean, all in all, we had a great time in Tulum, right? We hung out at the beach, mm-hmm. uh, we explored the Maya ruins and had our, all-time favorite food in all of our stay in mexico um so thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast on tulum mexico new episodes are out each and every week on youtube apple and spotify and please keep up with our daily content on instagram twitter and we're even on snapchat this is witty travels what What could possibly possibly be be next